Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here we go, 6-12, first day of February. Hate the way it's spelled, hate trying to pronounce it. Wednesday, February 1st, cooler today, highs of 58. You'll notice that if you've been out. Then tomorrow, 70% chance for showers. It's going to go up to 70 early, then it's going to fall. And on Friday, we're back to cool, kind of like today. Uh, Sunday, highs of 58, 59 on Saturday, and then plenty of sunshine, 66 on Sunday. So it should be a beautiful weekend. Mike Dettelier joins us, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Tommy. I think it was Monday. We were talking to Mike Dettelier. Mike said, you know what, Sean Payton, the news is going to break this week because the NFL doesn't like any competition with the Super Bowl. Here we are, Wednesday morning. Mike Dettelier joins us. Guess what? The news broke. Yeah, well, I knew one way or another. trying to build up some drama, Mike, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I knew one way or another it was going to happen. Either he was going to return and make that announcement that he was going to Fox uh, back for another season or something would break. Uh, I've been told things uh, in Houston, they were going to go with D'Amico Rhines. Mm -hmm. And that uh, despite the fact he had a long conversation and stuff with the Cardinals, uh, they were going in a different direction. So it came down to Denver. And Denver's journey with him was, um, uh, I think their number one choice was Jim Harbaugh. And uh, after kind of flirting with Jim, Jim decides to return to Michigan. They talked to Peyton. They talked to D'Amico Rhines. Uh, they went back to Jim Harbaugh uh, late last week to talk to him another time about possibly going to Denver. It didn't work out, and they came back to Peyton. And I think this was certainly pushed by the Penner-Walton combination. They wanted a guy with skins on the wall. They wanted someone with experience who had been there, done that. And there were only two guys like that. And that was one was Jim Harbaugh, and the other was Sean Payton. And... I really think their number one choice was Harbaugh. From everybody that I've spoke to there, they felt that's who they wanted initially, but they couldn't consummate a deal, and they got one with Sean. You're connected. I'm not, but I do read things and see things, and it seems to me like Sean Payton may not have been the Bella DeBall like maybe initially thought because he seems to be everybody's second choice here. Yes, no? To a certain extent, but listen, the NFL is a different business than most, okay? Uh, I've been involved in a few of them, and it's, it's different. And it's who has the final call. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes it's the general manager. Sometimes it's the owner. And so you're not really sure uh, at times. And then I think, you know, kind of it's the meeting of the minds uh, to finally make up that choice. For a general manager in the NFL, uh, to bring in a guy like Sean, who's got a real strong personality, and he wants things done a certain way, and he wants to bring people with him that thinks just like him, that he trusts, uh, you think that general manager who's an outsider is going to bring him in because he his feeling is if Sean has success here, guess who might be going? Mm-hmm. Me. Okay? This is unlike other businesses in other places, and very much so. And uh, so uh, you could see here where the connected dots wasn't quite there I really think he might have felt early on that the Chargers' job would open up, not understanding that there was a, there's a real power struggle going on with in L.A. with the Chargers, uh, ownership-wise with the Spanos family, where you know the Spanoses are fighting amongst one another uh, for money. Well, and they didn't fire and, the coach either, though, right? They didn't, but uh, part of that is to keep everything astray, keep everything as is, and the sister and the brother are suing one another for ownership or a part of the team. The the sister wants to sell it. The brother wants to keep it. Mm. So, And he's borrowed money off the team. So now you got a situation here where, man, a head coach, man, I'm not worried about that. Uh, man, I just want to keep what I got. Mm-hmm. Once that didn't occur, then the opportunities became limited. I never believed the Cowboy stuff. And, man, listen, Tommy, we get them every day. Man, I got inside information. He's going to the Cowboys. He's going to Dallas. He's headed there. Uh, that didn't happen. Well, one thing is that the NFL is a business, and Denver has a season ticket waiting list of 87,000. So this definitely shores that up. If there was any sign of attrition, and I'm not sure that there was, this was a smart hire for Denver because who can't be excited about Sean Payton, right? Well, I think anything west of Dallas, the two big franchises are San Francisco and Denver. Mm -hmm. From a fan base standpoint, uh, there's not a more fervent fan base uh, west of Dallas than Denver or San Francisco. And it, it's a pretty tight race between the two of them. And it's also about a one-hour plane ride from his home in Corleone, Idaho. And, you know, I'm not trying to – Oh, man, I'm not trying to to take the bloom off the rose or anything for Denver. But look, from an ownership standpoint, if they shore up season ticket sales for five years, um, even even if they don't win a Super Bowl, that's a successful hire, right? I mean, that's what it's about, putting butts in the seats, isn't it? You'd like to think that every owner was concerned with winning a Super Bowl, and I'm not saying Sean Payton can't, and, and I hope, I guess it works out for him. I don't really care. I'm more concerned about the Saints angle on this, which we'll get to when we come back, but business-wise, that's like a no-brainer to me. Okay, you have an owner that, uh, after the inflation, is worth over $60 billion. Yeah. 
the, the Broncos are not his biggest income, okay? His last name is Walton. No, I understand and, that. And, but, and, but, and you know, these the business other part guys. about this is he does not make bad investments. And yeah. if he does, he gets rid of them quick. Yep. He didn't jump into the NFL to lose money, which he's not going to do. And the other fallacy is, well, John Elway got something to do. John Elway has no part of the Denver Broncos anymore. He doesn't. He, he has no say. Uh, now, I'm not saying that he doesn't go golf with some, some season ticket holders or sweet sales people, but John Elway has no say anymore with the Broncos. This was run by the by Mr. Penner, who was – who's a relative of Walton, and he ran the show here. And when it got late, he took it away from the general manager, and he his deal is, I got it. I guess what we're saying the same thing differently in that for these big business types, I think the ledger is more important than the Super Bowl trophy. I'm not sure that's the case with Walton. Okay. Because you know why? Brother-in-law got one. Stan Kroenke got one with the Rams. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but it is a smart business move either way. Let's take a break. It we'll come sure back. is. We'll talk about the Saints business and what that means for them. Mike, you scout these players. Who could we be looking at in the draft, et cetera? I think it's 29th pick in the first round. 621 traffic now, WWL. 625, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Uh, I was asking the audience, Mike, if if Peyton's any different than Nick Saban because, you know, people hate Nick Saban. He won a championship at LSU and left. I think you make the same case for – um, Sean Payton, not exactly the same. Certainly no two cases are the same. One says, I wish both Sean Payton and Nick Saban well. However, the difference is this. Sean Payton said all along that he would probably end up coaching. But Nick Saban also went to the Miami Dolphins, and he never said he was not going to come back to college football. So I don't know if people are remembering that differently or something. Somebody else texted that um, don't really care. think he's an incredibly arrogant and self-promoting, but he and Drew brought us a Super Bowl victory and many years of joy. So we'll see how people think about that. What are the Saints going to get in exchange, Mike? In terms of draft choice, we mentioned number one pick this year. That's the 29th pick. Who's available? You know, the, the workings of this. Who can move up to get whom? Who, who would we want to get? What, how do you see this playing out? Okay, this is, first of all, a fair deal. Okay. Because, you know, I've said it to you, said it to people on Sports Talk. Uh, you would get a number one pick and something else. And that's what you got. Mm-hmm. You got a first round pick, you got a second round pick next year, but you got to trade them there your third round pick. Mm-hmm. So you got a first round pick and something else. This foolishness of a John Gruden deal, <laughs> it happened one time in the NFL because an owner in Malcolm Glazer fell in love with Gruden and every time he would call Al Davis, he upped the ante. And they give up two firsts, two seconds, <laughs> and eight million bucks, which really caught Al Davis's eye. Because man, uh, Davis was thrilled with the eight million dollars more than he was with the four uh, picks. And but that was a one-time deal. I always look at the measuring stick this way. You consider Don Shula a pretty good coach, right? Mm-hmm. I would Maybe say so. Yes. <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I'd say he's a good coach. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he left the Baltimore Colts to go to Miami. Now, there was some turbulence in the water between the two teams. The commissioner stepped in. They in, He awarded the Colts Miami's first-round pick. One 
first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And that still stands today. To me, that's where you got to look at things. This ain't inflation. It's not of when it happened and everything else. And that's what I thought they'd get, a first-round pick and something else for Peyton. He's in the AFC. You see him once every four years. You'll see him next year in 2024. Uh, and the way it's uh, – Hoss uh, put it yesterday, uh, that uh, that the way the kind of turnaround is – Denver would visit New Orleans mm-hmm. in 2024. And so you won't see him this year unless you get to the Super Bowl, which ain't going to happen and, and for neither team. But uh, Peyton, uh, you know, is out of the NFC. He's in the AFC. And you've got a first-round pick and something else. It's a fair deal. Again, you kidded yourself if you thought you were going to get a Gruden deal. That wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. And all these cats that, you know, another deal was oh, the Saints hold all the cards. Uh, they, they control everything. They controlled the compensation card. But really who controlled everything was the other teams looking for a head coach and Sean Payton. Because he could have said, I'm not going anywhere. But people don't get it. You know, oh, the, the boss man, he hold all the cards. No, he didn't in this case. Now, I didn't get a one text or one call about that yesterday, but we get them every day from people who, oh, I'm a negotiator all my life. Oh, really? Uh, what you negotiated? You know, you, but not in the NFL. That I, wasn't the case. I negotiated myself out of a job once. I'll tell you the story later. Yeah, well, that, that, that I can believe. The, uh, the Saints, a sidebar, interesting sidebar, and this the Saints are going to pick 29th because the Dolphins forfeited their pick for tampering with Sean Payton, right? So when we come back... That's correct. They would have had the 21st pick, uh, Miami, and they were tampering not only with Sean Payton, but with Tom Brady. So we'll take a break, and then we'll talk about names, Mike. Where Positions. What can we do with this pick or these picks to make the Saints better? And and that's quite a, a vote of encouragement there when you said neither team, the Denver Broncos or the Saints, are going to the Super Bowl, which is hard to say here on this February 1st. However, it is true. 6.30, more when we come back. 504-260-187 if you have any questions or comments. Right now, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. 6.43, 17 before 7. Back to Mike Dettelier to talk about the NFL. Our WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk, Mike, you used to prepare a draft guide every year. You know the routine. You know the players. Senior Bowl going on this weekend. Saints got a Number one pick in this round, the 29th spot. How, how much can you do? Oh, wait, let me take a step back, Mike, because somebody texted this in. Chances that um, any front office staff leaves the Saints to go be with Sean Payton? Your thoughts on that? Uh, I That part I wouldn't know. But okay. uh, it's not going to be just Sean going to Denver. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, you it's wait, sort no, of like a fi- what do you mean? It's sort of like a fisherman, mm-hmm. okay? I, I know where the spots are to catch. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. And so I would think he would probably reach out uh, to people in the Saints organization. Uh, or my, uh, Mike Parrington. Or, uh, you know, Kai Harley. Uh, why wouldn't you not? Why wouldn't you not do that? Uh, so, you know, I would think that this possibility. Same thing with players. Uh, and, and he's openly talked about uh, you know, hey, listen, about Taysom Hill. Hey, if the Saints don't want to pay him, I'd be interested uh, in that. So I think it's the same way with players, uh, that he is going to go back to that same 
fish and hold that, you know, he's he's thrown the line before. All right, so let's talk about what what the Saints could do with this first-round pick. Do you package it with something with a player? Are there any quarterbacks, any franchise quarterbacks? Do you really know? Or I, I don't know, Mike. Tell me. I, I, wouldn't, I would hate to have to make this decision. I would double down here. I would try to go get me a veteran quarterback that can win for me now. Now, you're not talking about a bridge. You're talking about a guy that is the guy. Uh, I think – I would try that if I, you know, again, you get heavy competition because there aren't many guys like that. Right. And, give me some names. And I would like to draft one. Okay. Give me some names. And, like, and if that it you was bring my, veterans. okay, hold on a second. Now right. let me, let me answer your question. All right. Um, I, one of the guys I really like is Hendon Hooker from Tennessee uh, as a draft choice. Uh, man, I watched him play. I got to know him pretty well. He came to Manning Passing Academy, and I know his story. He, yes, he's 25 years old, and he is coming off a knee injury. Uh, knee injuries today is not like what it was uh, even five years ago, and you can make a pretty quick recovery from it. He And he's smart. He's accurate. He's a good leader. He's the five-star general out on the field. And you think about where Tennessee was before he hit there and where he, what's happened the last two years. You're not going to get a shot at Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce is the guy, I think, uh, today more capable to come in to play as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But the other guys are all project players. Uh, if it's Mark Lev- Will Levitz at Kentucky, who I like, but he's not ready for primetime. Anthony Richardson's a project uh, player from Florida. Uh, so the two guys I think that are most likely to see early action, when one would be Bryce Young, who you're not going to get. He's in being the first pick in the draft. And Hooker was going to last a little while because of the knee injury. And, but I, would, I'd be, I really like Hendon Hooker. I would, I would be excited about getting him here. And he might not be ready for early in the season, but he's your guy for the future. And, I, and you got to bring in a veteran quarterback, a, a guy that can kind of take over for now. And my philosophy would always be, if I was running a team, I'd pick a quarterback every year in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that hmm. that's an important piece of the puzzle. I like and that. even if I have one. Because you never know. I, and even if I have one, Tommy, I could deal him off and get quite a nice little bounty out for it. Look at so, Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft, right? Yeah, and, and that that's a perfect you tip. You never now, know. You're not going to have a Brock Purdy every no, year. No, I understand that. That. Doesn't, that doesn't happen, but I would pick one every year. I like the odds, though, of what you're saying, like maybe with a, a later pick, what you're risking for what you might find. Yeah, a middle or a later round pick. It doesn't have to necessarily be a first or a second. Uh, the Saints have not done that in a long time. You got to go back to 1981, uh, and using either a first or second round pick on a quarterback. In 1981, Bum came in, and in the supplemental draft, a summer supplemental mm-hmm. draft, picked Dave Wilson, and gave up his first round pick in 1982. Now, a lot of people write that it's Archie, but that's not accurate. Uh, Archie was picked in 71, but Wilson got picked in 81, and you had to give up a first round pick in 82 for Dave. But they have not used a first or second round pick on a quarterback since 1981. 
and that it wasn't like that was yesterday. No, that's a while ago. <laughs> that, that's a while. But again, you got to figure out if I'm Dennis Allen, no rookie quarterback's going to save me in 2023. So I, I got to get a guy that can win for me. And it's not like I'm in a tough division in the NFC South. What is Tampa going to do at quarterback there? What is Carolina going to do at quarterback? Atlanta's got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter that started the final few games, but you don't know enough about him to make a decision one way or another. Uh, man, give me a veteran guy that can win for me, and I have the young guy. Man, there's, there's never this comment about having too many quarterbacks at the NFL level. That, that's not the case. And you can get a return in if you hit – on a young quarterback, or if the veteran guy gets beat out, of what you get back. Did you, it's just not been their philosophy. Did you give me a veteran uh, name or not? Well, I, I think who's going to come available? A Derek Carr, mm-hmm. uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Those guys are going to be become uh, come available. Now, a trade, I, I can't see Lamar Jackson going back to Baltimore. Now, it's going to cost you a lot for Lamar financially and also draft choice-wise. But this team made a big overture to sign Deshaun Watson last year, a huge one, and even had Mrs. Benson go meet with Deshaun. Despite all you know, the negatives off the field, the Saints were still willing to give up the two first, uh, a second, third, whatever, to get Deshaun. And that, now they didn't guarantee the money. <laughs> that Haslam did, and that's why all of a sudden um, Deshaun Watson fell in love with Cleveland. No, they guaranteed him the entire contract. Mm-hmm. So, Tommy, I think that would be the route I would go. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I would go get a veteran quarterback that can help me win in 2023, and then I use that first-round pick on a Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. All right, let me take a break. We come back. I want to talk about – Maybe some of the bigger mistakes the Saints could make because I heard the news report and somebody saying a receiver from Ohio State, and that that would have me pull what little hair I have left out of my head because <laughs> I don't know who the hell is going to throw a ball to him. That when I heard that, that was just you know what you got to be kidding me. You, you know you hear stuff, Mike, that just angers you, oh. just just gets your blood boiling when you hear it. And that was one of the yeah every day. Yeah, well that was one of them right there for me. Six fifty one nine till seven traffic now. WWL. From the Acadian Windows and Siding WWL Traffic Center, I'm Courtney P. Good morning. Over between Gramercy and Sorrento, still seeing that delay due to an accident clearing in the area. More so on the I-10 east side, but there's still some backup on the I-10 west side as well. I-10 west New Orleans east to downtown, you'll see the brake lights right around Reed. That goes through the Morrison Curve to the high rise. Downtown elevated is slow to the flyover. Flyover moderately congested to Business 90. Crescent City Connection, West Bank to downtown. You'll see the brake lights between Stumpf and Terry Parkway easing as you cross the river. I-10 East Kenner to downtown New Orleans. Very light delay around the airport. That eases very quickly. UAV Long in the causeway. No delays there. I-55 and I-12 are free and clear. Have a traffic tip? Call WWL at 504-260-INFO. 6.56, till 7. Mike, somebody texted in. Trade Michael... Trade Michael Thomas for Jordan Love from Green Bay. I think the, I think the trade Michael Thomas part is what made me laugh. 
Yeah, me Trade too. him for what? Who would want him? Now, and here's the deal. Because of that restructuring of your contract, man, uh, it makes it real difficult to deal him. You're just going to have to cut him loose. Yep. Uh, the, okay. Uh, and That's why Michael Thomas is a. That's why when he's healthy, is a really good player. Yeah. Well. Uh, because man, you know, you hear that. Well, he, he ain't no good. He's a bum. No, Michael Thomas was an unreal football player when he was healthy. Now, I can't tell you all the things because sometimes. I've said this before to you. Once a guy starts getting injuries, I know it starts to accumulate one after the other after the other, and you see it with Michael Thomas. It's sort of one thing happens after the other with him, and uh, so you're not going to get <laughs> you're not going to get anything back for Michael Thomas. So I heard you know this news story about drafting a wide receiver from Ohio State, which has me just ready to you know, choke myself to death. Uh, the, the Saints would not do anything like that, right? I mean, they do realize that they don't really have a quarterback in the building. Well, the other thing, too, is once you get past the quarterback situation, I look at the teams that have made it to the Final Four in the NFL. They were all good up front, offensive, defensive lines. And that's where I, I, I got to go to. You, you have no idea who's going to play defensive tackle for your football team this year. Mm-hmm. Tell me the two starting defensive tackles you're going to have for the Saints. Anyamata's not in the contract. Neither is Contavious Street, Shai Tuttle. I mean, who's going to play defensive tackle for you? And that offensive line, okay, you have spent first-round pick on Andrus Pete, first-round pick on Ryan Ramchak. Eric McCoy, you picked in round two, but you gave up a first-round pick to get him. You picked the first-round pick in Trevor, uh, Trevor Penning. Uh, James Hurst, you signed as a free agent. But, okay, have you got bang for your buck other than Ramchak? And McCoy's a good player. He's not a great one, but <laughs> Ramchak has really come through for you. Those two guys, uh, what, what has Ruiz done? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, again... Tommy, you can have all the picks in the world. You and I grew up in an era where the Saints would win, what, four, five, six games every year? Yep. All right? And it was a celebration when they did. Didn't they have uh, top 10, top 12 picks every year? Yep. Uh, How many winning seasons did we see? Not many. None. From 1967 (coughs) until you got to go to 87. 87. 87 before you had a winning season. So what all those early-round picks did for you, you you didn't make it happen. That's the key for the draft. It's not about accumulating picks. It's about picking the right people at the spot you pick. And we've we've seen it time and time again, the same people pick at the top of the draft almost every year. Every year you get the same sort of repeat of teams that are picking there. There's a reason. You're not picking the right people. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. We'll be listening this afternoon on Sports Talk. Mike Detelier, WWL NFL analyst, co-host Sports Talk. He'll be back at 4 o'clock this evening. We come back, we'll talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 